Welcome back to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. And uh, folks, let me tell you something. <laughs> Ooh, let me tell you something. I have got a great guest lined up for you guys today. And I, I can't even keep a straight face right now. I'm smiling ear to ear. Um, this one, this one's going to be hot. I'm, I'm telling you, if you uh, if you're driving, you're gonna want to you're gonna you're gonna want to save this. If you're at home, grab a pen and and a pad of paper. You're gonna want to take notes. Uh, my guest today, he is a uh, a state national of California, an author, common law lawyer, uh, the founder of the Amnesty Coalition. It's a group that aims to address a uh, slave state framework that is created by webs of legal contracts, documents like you know birth certificates, social security cards, shit like that. Uh, yeah, and I'm already yeah we were already swearing, folks. This is this is I'm telling you, you're in for a real treat. And if you're listening to the show right now, it's mean you're already online. Do me a favor, open up another browser and go check out his website. Uh, it's called onestupidfuck.com. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that sink in for a second. You heard me correctly. Onestupidfuck.com. I, if I I swear to God, if I get through this without just Busting over laughing. This is gonna be great. It gets worse. I just bought another URL. Right. That, uh, I don't know if I told. Did you see it? Did you see the other URL? That no. I uh-uh. It's it's my face as a chair dot com. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Joe Williams. Brandon, what's up, man? How's it going? I do a lot of like uh We're like literally not even two minutes into the show. Just- I do a lot I do a lot of like fan fan interaction, fan <laughs> related back and forth, and my fans will bring shit up and I'll be like, hey, that's a great idea. I'll just go do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I'll broadcast it to everybody. So so my my fans are I mean literally like this is what I got today from a fan. Let me let me mark off her information here. If you look. She sent me this whole envelope with Jesus. all those pickles. All the letters and numbers are all pickles. Yeah. And she sent me she sent me a love letter. Oh, that's sweet. And it's all handwritten. I don't want to put her name on here just in case. So I'm going to put but it's all handwritten, you can see here. Oh god. It's and it's like a page the thing's a page long, folks. It's a page long and she sent me these, which I think you guys will really find appreciate. So so obviously, you know, I study a lot with with the law and that kind of thing and I have yeah. a, a very deep respect for all law enforcement and all military. Uh my my uncle uh was a marine uh who I he Literally, when I was little, he he and I both loved Duke Nukem so much, and he went and bought a, a Duke Nukem fifty cal desert desert eagle. And I'll never forget the day when he opened up the the safe and he goes, "You got to check out what I got." And he he hands me this desert eagle. I was like seven years old; I could barely even hold the damn thing. Literally, like I was like, "Oh my god!" And I look at him and I go, "I, I go, Uncle Scott, it's like Duke Nukem." He goes, "Yep." And he used to press his own bullets and shit. He was. Like I have a, you know, my brother's uh, uh, in the sheriff's office in in Indiana, in Porter County, Indiana. So, so, so I have a, a deep respect for 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 law enforcement. And I've studied a lot about law enforcement, and you know, our original, uh, the 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 oldest version of law enforcement that that I've been able to locate through my studies is actually the marshals, the marshal service. Yep. The marshals have been around since even before 1871. The marshals were like the original 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 i mean i don't even know uh i haven't done tons of research but but so so this this girl who sent me this love letter she sent me these u.s marshal patches oh that's cool 
And she said that there was a guy who passed away who was collecting these. And she sent me a whole bunch of different different patches having to do with the marshals and that kind oh, of thing. I don't wow. even know if these are real or what, but but uh, I talk about the the U.S. Marshals and stuff and some of my some of my work. And uh, it's really cute. She sent me all this. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. Well, Brandon, I, so for those of you that don't know you, and again, folks, check out his website, onestupidfuck.com, and you're going to hear that a lot in, <laughs> in this interview. Uh, tell, tell my listeners just a little bit about yourself. So, so uh, you know, I've always been interested in uh, off-the-beaten-path information and stuff yeah. like that. I've never... I've never gotten into too much crazy stuff, but it wasn't until a couple of years ago when when a government agency here in in California called the Empl- Employment Development Department decided to, to to trespass onto one of my job sites. I do I have a landscaping company, and they just said, "Hey, we think that a bunch of your employees you aren't paying them through the payroll service and paying the taxes on them, so we're going to assess a fifty six thousand dollar bill." That that is basically there's a section of the employment development department that has to do with illegal workers, and they literally have a whole website and they're like illegal workers destroy the workplace and destroy the 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 balance between this and that. So they have this whole kind of political thing that they put together that makes them, and they'll just trespass onto your job sites and uh, start uh, interrogating the the employees. And they decided they wanted to send me a very large bill that was going to wipe out the company because I had just taken over this company for free. It was a burning dumpster fire when I took over it. It was already had so many issues with barely surviving. And so I have two very close friends that started working with me in this company and they were going to be high and dry. Uh, and I had a friend of mine who was trying to tell me about a lot of this information for like two years. Yeah. And I kept telling her, no, you're crazy. This is crazy. I'm not doing this. But once I once I had the EDD on me, uh, that was the catalyst to where I was like, all right, I'm desperate at this point. I'm, I'm willing to look at anything now. So I scheduled with my with my friend to go and start checking some of this stuff out. And she showed me a few things and I kept digging. And now the employment development department is my bitch. And I'm about ready to to, to send them a bill for millions and millions of dollars because they harassed me. And I'm going to go after them. And if I... If I have to, I'll show up at the sheriff's office in tow and I'll start seizing computers and laptops and fucking vans and everything else if I have to. And I'll just take and go crush them. You can do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. All you do is you create a commercial lien. You create a commercial lien. So what you're doing is you're saying you're saying basically the way it works is you're saying, okay, there's there's a section of the United States code, which is the code of that that all the governmental rules and laws. Right. Right. And it's called Title 18. In Title 18, and, and, and any law enforcement listening to this is going to be uh, at least somewhat aware of what Title 18 is. Title 18 has to do with criminal penalties, crimes, offenses, penalties, etc. Right. Okay. Title 18 is very, very clear uh, in terms of d- all sorts of things. If you, if you violate someone's rights uh, at all, any of their rights, including the right to free speech, the Fifth Amendment, etc., That'd be a violation of 18 U.S.C. 242, and it's up to one year in prison. And there's also a monetary value associated with that as well. And then what happens is if there's more than one person working together to violate your rights, which is extremely common, uh, it actually violates a, a secondary upgraded section, which is 18 U.S.C. 241. Now, when there's two or more people working together 
to deprive you of your rights. Mm -hmm. And they're both working in unison. It's actually, there's actually a word that's used to describe this in law enforcement called conspiracy. Conspiracy increases the up to one year penalty to up to 10 years in prison. And it increases the monetary penalties a lot. So what I did is I created a commercial lien and I said, hey, you guys are, 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 are committing all of these felonies and there's a monetary uh, uh, compensation that needs to be paid involving every single one of these various felonies. And what you do is you literally just write up the lien. You, it's, it's basically like you're, you're your own law enforcement, but you're, you're doing a law enforcement through commercial debt. So what you're doing is you're saying you guys are guilty of the, you you know you're basically saying that you're 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 accusing them of all of these various felonies from Title 18, and each one has a monetary penalty associated with it. And then at the bottom is the grand total, which is 3.6 million dollars or 2.4 million dollars or whatever. Then what you do is you you mail that to them registered mail. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now what happens is they have to actually rebut this. If is there they a, don't is there a time frame that they have in order to is you know, like usually, you know, you know, you want to be, you want to be, you know, I don't really know each state's different sometimes and that kind of thing. I usually give them like 30 days per mailing. Right. Yeah, okay. And then what you do is you send them three different mailings. Right. So you send them one mail, you, you know, you, you see, you say there's this, uh, you know, these are the infractions. Here's the situation. If we don't get this sorted out, I'm going to be filing a commercial link. And then you send them the second and it says second notice, you know, opportunity to cure opportunity to, to fix the problem. So basically the way it works is it's just like in accounting, right? So in accounting, if there's a debit, now there has to be a credit. You have right. to bring the account to zero. That's the definition of the game called accounting, right? When you create a commercial lien, you're doing the same thing. You're saying that there, there has been a, a, a imbalance that has occurred because you have committed these felonies against me, okay? And it's actually prejudicial. You don't need to go to court. You don't need to get a judge to do anything. You don't need to do anything because the thing is, is that it's no different than how the bill collectors operate. The bill collectors, they send you a bill, then they send you another bill, then they send you another bill because you never responded in law. It's called acquiescence. Now they sue you and now they take you to court because you've basically agreed upon the debt and failed to perform to pay the debt or to work out how to discharge the obligation of the debt right okay you could literally just start mailing somebody letters and, and bills and if they don't respond you can take them to court it's it's totally insane the way the system is set up right so you're doing that exact same process to them and you're creating this thing called a commercial lien you're saying guys i'm accusing you of these various things and it's created an imbalance and in order to correct that imbalance you guys need to pay these various fines associated with each thing that you've committed now what you want to do is you want to treat it like a like a like a jury trial in my opinion you want to attach the evidence you guys sent me this I, you guys sent me this yeah. you guys sent me this is harassment right. you guys sent me this you guys you guys trespassed onto uh, uh, my job site. That's a trespassing charge. You guys sent me these letters. That's harassment. You guys have been calling me. That's another, that's another harassment charge. You have this, you have this, you have this, you have all these different charges and there's monetary things associated with all of these charges and you're adding it all up. And basically what you're saying in a commercial lien is you're saying in order to balance out the, the nature of what you guys have committed against me, these felonies, you have to pay me this much money. 
And if they don't do it, what you do is you take the commercial lien after you've mailed it to them three times, you give them a chance to respond and they're going to respond with some really vague horseshit that doesn't mean anything. You just ignore all that. If they don't respond and they don't actually go into communication with you in a serious manner as regards to the commercial lien, I just disregard it. It's like you guys either take this seriously or I'm moving it to the next level. Now, after you mail it to them three times, now you, what you can do is you 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 create a cover letter and then you get it. You go and you you record that commercial lien with the county recorder and you file what's called a UCC one. So a UCC one is basically what you're doing is you're 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 reporting it as now this is real. Now this is a real debt. They they have failed to respond. I have sent them three mailings. I have all the evidence from all the registered mail uh, that they've received all three mailings. They've ignored me and they've committed these felonies. Now I'm going to file a UCC one and I'm going to let the government know and I'm going to create an official notice stating that this company now officially owes me three point six million dollars. Now, no. once you file the UCC one. At that point, you can start getting into litigation. You can start going and, and you can start uh, uh, seizing their assets. You can seize their cars. You can do uh, wage garnishment. You can do all sorts of things after that because now that debt has just become validated. So, Brian, let me let me interrupt real quick because I'm fascinated by this. Is this something? This is something that anybody can do. So, if a company comes in, yes, to my to to my company. And violates, you know, certain certain things, and they're just like, hey, this, 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 this. I can go down and I can start, and as long as I have evidence that they that they did this, to now, supporting now, now evidence, this, is that correct? Yes. Now, now let me back up a little bit because, especially for the law enforcement and stuff like that, they they've heard the term sovereign citizen and and all this kind of stuff. So I'm just going to stop here because the people who are involved in in a lot of this and who have been involved in the military and stuff, they've probably heard of commercial liens being associated with sovereign citizens. Okay. Now I want to back up a little bit because there is, there is some truth to that. And I do want to clean that up. So there are people who are extremely, extremely hostile, uh, who actually have serious anger related issues who learn about this information and they start going after everybody and their mothers to the point where if the bailiff even looks at them, they start leaning all of the personal property of the bailiff, their own home, their own vehicles. I'm not talking about that. That that is a that is a gross injustice and misapplication, in my opinion, of this particular technology. Uh, the correct application of this technology is every time I've ever had anybody come to me and go, the city and the the police, and I and I ask them questions, and I ask them questions, and I ask them questions. It always comes down to one person, like 99.9% .9 of the time. It's one fucking cop or one fucking right. judge or one fucking person, okay? So then I go, you need to calm down. And and if you want to do something, I'm going to rip the whole fucking police station apart. It's like, okay, that's not the correct application of this situation. Right. The correct application is officer... Jones, badge number 31613, is committing a whole bunch of felonies on you. His buddies and his sheriff and, and his sergeant and, and everybody else associated with what Officer Jones is doing yeah. is not necessarily a part of the problem. Because, look, 
if you want to go and file a commercial lien, you you're the prosecution. So you got to think you're the one who's responsible for evidence. So when these people fly off the handle and they get all emotional, it's like you don't have any evidence that any other person's fucking involved in this except (laughs) Officer Jones. Right. Okay. now now that to me is the difference between somebody who's applying this technology in a professional and calm and correct. You are being a judge when you use this information. I am Judge Williams. And I feel like I have a responsibility being a judge that I don't, it's not, it's not fair for me. And it's not correct for me to apply a, a, a misapplication of my own version of, of justice to other people either. So it's important that if officer Jones is the one who's doing all the stuff to you, then you sue and you create commercial liens on the private capacity of Officer Jones. It wouldn't be Officer Jones at that point because Officer Jones would be his professional capacity. Right. Jim Jones would be his private capacity. Right. So you're right. not really going after Officer Jones at that point. You're going after the Jim per- Jones. The person. The person, right? So the thing is, is that is that uh, you know, that there there are complaints about the fact that these so-called sovereign citizens, which, you know. I always say I'm not a sovereign citizen because the word sovereign and the word citizen mean opposite things. But the way I've kind of reclassified this whole idea is people who do what I do and what we do, and they do it from a very angry standpoint, and they're not really taking the time to appreciate and enjoy and love the definitions and the statutes and the technology. They just become these sort of like weird emotional train wrecks. And I feel like those are the people who get classified as sovereign citizens. And 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 I would like to keep what I do and and what my movement is separate from what those people are doing. Right. So if you want to call those people sovereign citizens, I actually don't have a problem with it. Okay. Uh, because that that allows me to make sure that I don't get classified in that same classification because I don't want to have anything to do with what those people are doing. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes it's sense. a very calm and collected situation. Where where there are particular felonies that are being committed by a particular person or maybe a couple people, maybe it is a conspiracy charge. But frankly, from from most of my experiences, it's it's not a conspiracy charge. It's just because he was there, and oh, oh, I'll go, I'll go. you know that that's that's how people get about this stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like that that's that's sort of like you, you know if you want to be a judge, you need to you need to be fucking cool, and you need to you need to have an unbiased opinion about the defense and about the 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 plaintiff and you need to give them a chance to respond to your allegations of, of of these various felonies that they've committed and you need to you need to be calm you need to maybe even go into the precinct and shake the guy's hand and say look like did you get the letters that i sent you they were signed for yeah. is there anything that you, you got to play it smart you get killed you got to play it smart oh, almost it's almost like you got to kill them with kindness really. yeah, yeah. And that's and that's you know you do not see this this technology being applied in that way. It's well, either it's either no one knows about this at all, yeah. or it's fucking angry ass motherfuckers that are looking for blood. They don't even if even if they did get paid, they'd still be coming for you. Right. That's the kind of people that I'm referring to. Right. So the thing is, is that it's it's you know in in my head in my mind, I'm not charging the employment development department millions of dollars because I need millions of dollars. I'm charging the employment development department millions of dollars because there's been an imbalance and I have a responsibility 
as, as, as my own version of a law enforcement officer to make sure that that imbalance is corrected through the processes of law. Have you, let me, let me ask you something in doing what you do, Brandon, have you ever had like a, shit, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a cease and assist order or, you know, if you, if you're going after somebody, if you, if you've presented, if you've presented information to, to somebody and you're telling them, Hey, this, there's an imbalance. This is what you're doing. Here's the information. You know, if I don't, get a response from you or whatnot, I'll be moving to the next steps. Have Have you ever gotten anything that said, hey, stop harassing this person, stop doing this, stop doing that? Has that ever happened? No, God, no. Uh, you know, the worst I've had happen is, is a lawyer comes into the picture, I send some letters to the lawyer, and the lawyer disappears. Disappears? Disappears. Just like, Literally. shit, I don't want nothing to do with this. No. I mean, I can, can I share my screen? Can I show you something? Yeah. Let me see here. Uh, no, or, see. or you can do it. It says disable on my end. Just go, just go to my website. Share the screen. Go to my website. Okay. Nice. And I'll show you. Th- this letter is involving a very large now. sum of debt. Say it again. Oh, try it now. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So uh, let me share my screen. Okay. There we go. It says, it says screen share it. Are we good to mm-hmm. go? All right, I got so, a pic- picture of my car there. That was nice. <clears throat> um, hell yeah. Oh, you, you, no way. You have no, one of those? No, no, I wish I did. <laughs> you know, those aren't very expensive. Yeah. That's a kit car called the Ultima GTR, and you can get one for like 100000 maybe 110000 Nice. Uh, it's uh, the biggest, the biggest version you can buy is 1200 rear wheel horsepower. I like fast cars, so it is what it is. All right, so so check this out. Go ahead and read this letter. This is involving a hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollar debt I had to American Express that I had discharged. They sent it to a, a law firm, and then I sent them a nice little letter, and this is the letter I got in return. You can read it out loud too, because yeah. So so are. folks, what I'm looking at, <clears throat> and I'll uh, so. Basically, what it is, it's regarding the issue of your September 16th, 2022 letter relating to your American Express account uh, placed with Altrain for collection. While Altrain denies any and all alleged wrongdoing, Altrain has made a business decision to cease collection of the account. See, that tells me that they... Uh, well, read the next sentence, too. Altrain did not... Uh, Altrain did not credit report the account. So not only did the not only did the did the uh, the the law firm drop the everything, but they also recommended to the collection agency not to report anything to the credit agency either. Yeah. This is over a hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars in debt. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? That is. So, and the video right above that, this one here, this is my second conditional acceptance that I sent to them where I discharged. This is the actual uh, document that I had actually sent. 
I think I sent either to, I sent it to maybe Ultran or maybe I sent it to Amex or maybe I sent it to both. I forget. It's a lot. It feels like a lifetime ago. But anyways, this video is 57 minutes long and I go through the entire document line by line and I break everything down. I break the definitions down. I break down what I was thinking, why I wrote it, because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to to duplicate that same understanding and all of the people that are coming and doing. I don't want to hold. I call it holding people's dicks. I don't want to hold anyone's dick. It's like, if you're going to do this, you can't do this shit for somebody else. You really, really can't. Because what happens is, oh, yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you. No problem. You send a couple documents. Yeah. They they send back a threatening response. And then your buddy or your family member or whoever, they are shitting their pants. They are not sleeping. They start drinking heavily. They lose their fucking mind over this shit. Okay. Right. So the problem is, is that you can't really totally do this for somebody. You got to take the emotional side out of this when you do this clearly. Yeah. Because if yeah. you, because that, that would, I mean, I mean, I'm guilty of it. And those that have listened to me as long as you have uh, on, on other shows and whatnot, I, I used to be like that. It was like, you hit the switch, you send something. It's like, boop, like, okay, game on. Here's you know whose whose legs are getting broke first. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? It's just like yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I know. You want to collect on me? No, 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 no. And I'm coming over to your place. It's like this is what's gonna gonna happen. Yeah. So that's kind of you know, and I had to go through a whole long emotional process myself of fear and anger and and it, it's not it's not one of those things where it's you're not gonna have these things. What it is, it's it's a matter of continuing your education, continuing your search, and continuing the perfection of this particular technology. Because what we're talking about is an entire technology, okay? And when you get good enough at the technology, you get up to a point where uh, you know for a fact that absolutely no one can touch you. Like, that's why I said before we started the show that yeah. you could take 10 of the highest powered lawyers in all of New York City, give them all a million dollars, and they'll eat them all alive. Because the thing is, is that it's it's it really does get to a point, and I I try to see that during my course, my free contract killer course. By the end of that course, you're 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 never going to hire a lawyer again for the rest of your life. You're going to be writing all your own documents. I I, I make you a fucking lawyer in 39 days. <laughs> and what's funny is, is that you're going to be a better lawyer than any lawyer you've ever hired in your entire life. I guarantee it. And folks, just just real quick. He's got this free course, and I, I it will be in the show notes, uh, in the show notes below, and we'll be posting this on the social media stuff and what, uh, whatnot. If you're listening to the show, the free course, it's one website's one, one stupidfuck.com forward slash contract killer course. I can't get over the name. Like I, I feel like I'm five. It's just like, oh my god, said, like, like, and everybody knows. Like I swear on this show all the time, but like. This is like that's listen. It's the website. What do you want me? What do you want me to say? It's the website. One stupid I make it up. If you don't want to curse, you can. You know, my face is a chair. is always available too. Yeah. <laughs> I can see his email is going to get flooded with singles right now. That's, 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 oh my god, I fucking love it. I, that, you know, like I said, I don't know if I said it on the show or maybe it was before the show, but I uh, I have a lot of fan related hilarious things and and a lot of fan interaction and a lot of things. So so I originally told my fans I was like I want to do a, an entire an entire campaign and I want to do an entire branding based off of self deprecating humor and. 
my fans were like, oh, yeah, right. And like, you'll never do it. And I, I actually owned onestupidfuck.com for like a year yeah. before I actually launched it because I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And then once I found I, all this it's, it's stuff, it's such a I was great like, marketing. It, 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 it's genius, really, when you think about it because you're like, it, just the thought of it, you look at it, one stupid fuck. Like, people, people are going to look at that like, Okay, I gotta. I have to look at this because just because of the, like some people are like it's awesome. Like me, if it was me, like when I saw it, I was like I'm totally clicking on this. <laughs> Click on this, like you, you know, people like that's total. That's clickbait. Whatever. Hey, call it what you will. I clicked on it. I'm glad I did because I saw it. And it was like you, you see in something like that, you know damn well nine out of ten, nine and a half out of ten times, you're clicking on it. And if you're the that, like that point five percent that's not, means you're living under a rock and you probably don't have a computer anyway. So, um, whatever. It it's 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 fucking hilarious, is what it is. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I get sent pickle related things. I have pickles all over my whole apartment. I <laughs> This is a, I got this the other day. It's a yodeling pickle. A yodeling pickle. Someone sent me a yodeling pickle. The shit pickle. people create, man, is just a yodeling pickle. I get sent pictures of pickles all the time, and 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 I have a whole section here underneath my TV of cards that people have sent me with pickles on it, and I get sent pickle this. I'm totally sending you. I'm writing a note right now. Send Brandon a case of fucking pickles. Just <laughs> well, the the whole pickle thing. What happened was is 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 so when you go through my free course, I don't. I didn't even have a logo. This logo on my hat and on my website. I didn't even have any of that shit yet. It was just my name. It just says Brandon Joe Williams. That was it. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of text. There was not there wasn't even a video course or anything. I launched the video course on July 2nd, 2022. And throughout the whole course, like one of the taglines, and I I just I wasn't like thinking about this as like a branding thing or anything. I just, you know, I, I would say over and over and over again, if you don't understand this shit, don't fucking call me. Don't fucking email me. Go over it again. If you still can't figure it out, head down to the farmer's market, find yourself a nice, girthy pickle, and jam that son of a bitch straight up your ass, you stupid fuck. I don't want to fucking hear from you. Don't fucking call me, right? <laughs> and that was my... I just say it. I say that over and over, and you're going to see it in the course. I say that over and over and over in the course, and I was getting floods and floods and floods of emails like, oh, cucumbers and pickles. It's the funniest fucking thing. And then pictures of cucumbers and pickles. And I was like, all right, cool. Like You guys fucking love the cucumber pickles so much. Oh. I made my whole brand. I created all my logos with the fucking pickle. Here, I'll show you. Holy I'll show you. Shit, I'm going to share my this screen is... again. I'm going to show you all the different logos that I have. So, so this is my main main logo right here, and and, and you guys can, you guys can see the main logo on. We go to onestupidfuck.com. You see it. It's a it's a it's a it's a pickle flexing in a man thong. In the mankini. Yeah, in the, the man thong. mankini. Yeah, this is so. So I combined this photo, which went super viral, with the pickle. Okay, that's what I was talking about before the show. I was like. So this is me in the mankini with my ass hanging out, uh, and there's this girl in the background, you know, bringing her shades down, being like, damn, is that fucking sexy fuck, right? 
I'm one stupid fuck, right? Oh, so that God. that's one. Okay. Now I did a I did a 99 designs. I did an actual like uh, artist thing where it was a whole bunch of submissions. Right. And I shared them all with all my fans, and it was like crazy. It was like a month long. It was totally insane. And by the end, there was three. There was three logos that I absolutely fucking had to have, and I ended up paying like some ungodly amount of money, like two grand. And I and I awarded all three of them, and I just I couldn't walk away from the three. This was the one I liked the most, and then the second the second one I liked the most was this one here. Well, <laughs> so this is me, and this is the mankini pickle. It's the same. This is actually by a different artist, so you can actually see it looks it looks different, right? <laughs> but I have like mugs and stuff that oh, have this logo God. on it. You can buy on my little store, right? So. Uh, Everybody, the, like, if you're listening to the show right now, guys, like, seriously, it, it oh my god, if you don't go to his web, onestupidfuck.com, this will be the greatest thing you've done in months, maybe years for yourself. This is just, it's you want to talk about comic relief? That's educate. But here's the thing: we we're just we're just starting into the education side of this stuff. And he makes it fun. Like, this is the type of shit that you... This is what the world needs right now. We're too uptight. Oh, yes. Right oh, now. No, and I you, and like, you looking at this stuff, I, I'm like, literally, I'm in fucking tears right now because it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. This is just... It's... <laughs> how could you not... You, you're either going to look at it and you'll be like, wow, that's kind of offensive. Or you're going to look at it and be like, Oh my God, that is, that's an eyesore, but that's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> or you're going to be like, I need a fucking shirt like that. I want one right now. <laughs> like I would wear that in public. So this is my third logo uh, that I love so much by a whole different artist. I, I just had to have all three. So I, I like that. See, I like that one too. Yeah, see, they're all just so pickle in a mankini, American flag background. It's got a got it laying on a hammock. Yeah, this this is all fan art. So I have tons and tons of fan art and 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 letters and girls send me pictures of cucumbers and their feet. Now, now, big secret, I'm not a foot guy, but I pretended as though I was just for comedy related reasons, That's and so and they loved yet. it, and I ran with it. So I get lots of feet pics. I'm totally not into feet, but. <laughs> I don't want any of my fans to know that, so I just play. I just fucking literally just roll with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it's pretty offensive. Like, like here's the here's the homepage, right? Yeah. Uh, like literally, Pokemon. I I got like not even twenty seconds into the website, and I'm just like, oh, this guy gets it. Like this guy is totally going. He's like he's he's like one of these guys that's so far off the rails. It's but this is exactly yeah, the onesie with the fox outfit in, in a big power wheel. Come on, like seriously, it's, it's uh, it, and I'm gonna read this to you folks right now. This is on his website. You don't believe me? Don't take my word for it. You know how I am. You know, <laughs> look it up for yourself. OneStupidFuck.com. You go to his website. You scroll down a little bit. You're gonna see this guy. In a what appears to be like a fox outfit, or like what I, um, I, I forget what one of the characters or whatnot, in a in a giant four by four power wheel, like an adult sized four by four power wheel, and it says a horny worthless racist bastard looking for the next victim. People are gonna be like that, like like I literally my jaw hit the floor, and it was just like I can't stop scrolling. I have to keep reading, like I must know more. Where is this man? Where where is this person? 
And why the fuck is this the first time I'm talking to him? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with it's, all It's this. just like this. And this is where I, I really got to give you a hats off on this one, man, because in a world that we live in today, this type of comic relief, like you're totally bringing laughter and, and you're taking it, it kind of reminds I'll go as far as it, it reminds me of kind of like the old Mel Brooks films like Blazing Saddles and you know kind of stuff like that from the and I'm an old guy so the if, if you don't know look that up and those of you that are listening if you don't haven't watched Blazing Saddles shame on you but it's like very uh you know non PR it's it's it is just very offensive type movies like they drop you know all the racist slurs all, all the, the racist you yeah. hear five racist slurs in the first 4 minutes of the, of the of the movie and you're just like oh i'm in for a real treat <laughs> i know i know i know i didn't i didn't infuse racism into my stuff necessarily except that one part i just say that well the reason why i threw that in there at the beginning is because i was like i was like all right i was like if anyone's going to try to cancel me like i'm going to cancel myself first like fuck these people you know what i mean like yeah, so i was do it like, on your terms yeah, so I was like, all right, you want to try to cancel me? Go for it. No no one tries to cancel me, and no one ever will, because they can't. I'm cancel-proof. And that was all part of the plan from the beginning. I freaking love this. Let's, <laughs> how long have you been doing this? You, you, you were talking about technology. I want to go back a little bit. You are talking about this type of technology. And I hear technology, and I think of like, okay, it's a certain program on a computer uh, or whatnot. How long have you been studying this and, and doing what it is that you're doing since September of 2021. That's pretty recent. Yeah. And, and the way that I teach it and, and all the new material, see, there's a lot of people who, who have learned from me and then they go out and they start teaching as well. Uh, a good friend of mine, Joe Lustica is a good example. And nowadays uh, it took me a year, a couple of years to get, you know, a year and a half to get as far as I've gone. You could definitely get as far as I've gone in about six months now. There's a lot of of better material now. I started off, when I started off in September of 2021, I couldn't find hardly any information about any of this online. I ended up going and buying a bunch of books and reading books because there was just nothing available on the internet at all. It was a, it was a void. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to go and buy a whole, I bought like 26 books and I started reading, I read probably 26 different books and that's when I started to be like, okay. And that's when that's when I started my whole thing. And then that's why I created my free course. And that's why I created the state national theory page, because I wanted a lot of the information that I was learning from books that you couldn't find on the internet to be available on the internet. So is it safe to say that really one of the things that you teach is really how to hold other people, other organizations the government accountable. Well, uh, this would be a great place to segue into, you know, beginning this parade uh, of actually how I normally do it on these shows, which is to actually show the structure of all this and how it's built and that kind of thing. And, 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 and if we are going to go in that direction, I do want to preface it in, in one, in one way. Cause I, I have, I have shown some of this stuff to veterans and I have shown some of this stuff to law enforcement and, and sometimes there is a a a guilty shame related 
twinge that they run into and they feel very bad about some of the information that I showed them because they, they start to feel regret about their past. And I just want <clears throat> to maybe preface before we start rolling into this, uh, you know, I, that's not the purpose of this. And, and I do believe that, that, you know, a vast, vast majority of, of law enforcement and, and, and all this kind of thing are some of the best people we have. And, you know, uh, if you feel betrayed by the information I'm about ready to show you, or if you feel uh, extremely angered by the information I'm about ready to show you, then then I would like to just preface this and just let you know that, you know, it's the people who who have been involved in the system who then come out of the system and, and they understand the system and then they realize they've been betrayed that become the most powerful warriors to correct the system. I'm not trying to destroy the system. I'm trying to just correct the system and straighten out the system. The system actually isn't that bad. It just needs to be corrected. So uh, when you say the with, system, let's I want to be I want to be a little more specific. We're, we're going to get into it. We're okay. going to get into it. Because, I'll get into it right now. Okay. And I'll show I'll show you and we can we can talk more about this as we go. I just wanted to cuz this this show is kind of unique in that respect where you guys have a lot of people who have been involved in law enforcement and, and, and you've been doing this for a long time and veterans and that kind of thing. And, and I just, I don't want to say anything or do anything to uh, emotionally disrupt you guys. Cause, cause really uh, I respect you guys tremendously. And, and sometimes this information can get a little bit emotional for, for this particular demographic. So that's, I just wanted to preface that. Oh, I appreciate and, that. And as we go through it, you guys will see more and more about it, and 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 we'll clean it all up. And I would love to have we'll spend, any questions we'll spend from a, you or a, whatever. A little. I'm, I'm going to explain this because this is this part of this is on audio, and and what I want to do is, folks, again, if you're if you're listening to the show, it's really important to go to onestupidfuck.com, <laughs> and 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 one follow him on on social media, save his website. And and right now what we're doing uh, is we're going to. This is basically a presentation, and, and okay. I've, I've kind of I've kind of mastered this presentation. Okay, and it's going to be, it's going to be a very shocking presentation. Okay, that will leave you probably angry and, or sad. And you're gonna or something. you're gonna you're gonna explain to us what we're looking at here. And, yeah, and whatnot. So the listeners that are listening, if they're driving or whatnot, if you're if you're driving, obviously. No, no. Mo it, but, but. I, most of the shows I go on are all are all like ninety percent audio. Okay, so it's per, okay. Per. I'll, I'll I'll cover everything for. I'm going to mainly make this for audio listeners. Perfect. Thank I, you. I understand. Okay. That. Yeah. Perfect. So, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to start going through some of these codes. Okay. Code. The, the definition of the word code is basically like a, a set of rules or whatever that the government operates off of. Okay. So we have three main bodies of codes. We have the U.S. Code, which is the United States Code. We have the Code of Federal Regulations, which is CFR, and then we have the UCC, which is the Uniform Commercial Code. Those are the three main bodies that we're going to be pulling up information from, and we're going to start pulling up information from all of these and then connecting them all together, and then you're going to start to see kind of the bigger picture with all this. And, and the, the most important part that we have to start at, by far, is the definition of the term United States. Okay. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to have you go ahead and read this that I've highlighted oh, out loud. Knew, this is from. I knew this, this is what you were going to say. Okay. So <clears throat> this is from 28 USC section 3002. So you just go into Google, yep. you type in 28 space USC space 3002. 
the top link is usually Cornell Law School, which is my favorite. It, they have clickable definitions for things. It's just uh, visually much easier to look at than a lot of the other websites. It's just less confusing in general. Uh, I recommend Cornell Law personally. Yeah. You're going to click on the link there. You're going to scroll down to subsection 15, and you're going to read subsection 15 definition A. And I'm going to have you read this, Adam. And and uh, what it states is United States means A, a federal corporation. Yeah. Wait, well, wait a minute, Brandon. What do you mean by a federal corporation? I hear federal like it's a company. I thought we're living. I thought we're living in the United States. Well, it gets crazier. We're going to pull up the next section, which goes right along with that. It's UCC. 9-307 in a new tab, and you're going to read Section H out loud. Section 8 states, location of United States. The United States is located in the District of Columbia. Now, wait a minute. That's that's Washington, D.C. That's like, it's like 30, about 40, 45 minutes from me. Yeah, so so the United States is a federal corporation, and that federal corporation is located in the District of Columbia. So what happens if it, so? It, are you saying it doesn't exist outside of the District of Columbia? Precisely. So what makes up all these other states? Then are the states truly just states, or are they part of the United States? So the way it works is <clears throat> the the government was incorporated in 1871 after the reconstruction during the the civil war and um it was actually incorporated in the organic act of 1871 so we've actually been uh, the 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 government has been a corporation for well over 100 years uh i think over 150 now 1871 yeah so over 150 years we're 152 years deep on this so is this is this i i have to ask this this since it is a a um since the United States is a a corporation is it is it um <clears throat> are we pay who are we paying our taxes and stuff to then the taxes are getting paid to the IRS and then the IRS gives it to the International Monetary Fund and all taxes are simply payments on the interest on the loan not a single penny that anyone listening to this podcast has ever paid in any type of taxes, whether it be federal income tax, state tax, sales tax, inheritance tax, estate tax, gas tax, liquor tax, cigarette tax, has ever gone towards absolutely anything having to do with the operation of the country ever, not one single penny. There's so many questions that are just floating through my head right now. Now, they tell you that your money is going towards the country. Right. And that would be true if any of our payments on any of our taxes were ever going towards the principal or, or weren't going, you know, let's say, let's say we, we were to pay taxes and then it were to pay the, the interest and the principal on the loan and then there was money left over. Okay. If that was the case, then yes, that money would be going towards the country and, and the operation of the country. The problem is, is that the money never makes it out the other side of that. The money always gets eaten by the interest and the principal because it's literally designed. It's a, it's a debt based system that's designed to never be paid off. 
And why is that? Because they want everyone in debt. They want everyone in debt because because the 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 people who are who are behind all of this, they understand something very very powerful. And they understand that 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 people, individual human beings, it's very hard to degrade people. The only way you can actually degrade people is by having them degrade themselves. Right. Debt is the ultimate weapon for self-degradation. People feel bad. People feel this. People feel stress. People, and they create the stress and place it on themselves. So it's all an illusion. I hope everybody listening right now is paying very, very close attention because there's a lot more being said than what's being verbally said right now. Yeah, so there there is a war that's occurring in in this country, and 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 all military and all previous military should be aware of it. It's 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 a war of emotional self degradation created by the enemy via the the application of debt. And it's not even real debt. It's actually a, an illusion of debt. Because when you really f- start to dig down these these rabbit holes, you realize that you're actually not in debt at all. Um, actually, every single person listening to this podcast does not have even one single penny of debt to anyone. And I can actually prove that. Um, so it depends on how long you want this podcast uh, to go. I'm but not, that, that I can yeah. literally prove that as if we're literally doing a jury trial right here on this on this podcast. <clears throat> how How does that work if somebody has like, credit cards or, or something like that they, they well, we can cover that, that a little later let yeah. me let me let me Let's let me continue this. with yeah. this we're, we're going to continue with with citizenship and nationality yeah. and, and location we're going to start with this first okay so so now we have we have these two different we, we know what united states means now okay right. now what we're going to do is uh we're going to look up the definition of citizen in black's law dictionary okay because we're what we're going to do is we're going to clear up the 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 term U.S. citizen. So we already know what U.S. means. Okay, we've already figured that out. So anytime you see United States or U.S. or U. period S. period on absolutely anything, you know for a fact that they're referring to the legal definition of U.S., which is defined as a federal corporation that is physically located inside of the District of Columbia. Okay. okay. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to look up the word citizen because we have the term U.S. citizen. And we need to know what that means because now we're starting to ask ourselves, okay, are they U.S. citizen? Are they referring to people who live inside of a federal corporation that physically exists inside the District of Columbia? Yes, they are. But it gets a little bit little bit more advanced than that. We're going to look up the word citizen right here. Now, the definition, Now, I recommend that anyone looking up all this information, don't take, there's so many different definitions sometimes of these words. I pick the one that I like the most. I pick the one that makes the most sense to me, yeah. but you know, it might not be the one that, that you want to pick for yourself or whatever. Okay. So, so, you know, I recommend that people go and, 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 and look up these words and uh, I'm going to look this up here. Um, let's see. And right now, folks, what we're doing is is we're looking up the, uh, I believe this is the Black, Black's Law. Fourth edition. Fourth edition. Uh, and I have uh, the first edition all the way up to the sixth edition available for free download on my website on the State National Theory page. 
Um, this is this is all. So what Black's Law is, and I know there's been some some false information spread about Black's Law. Black's Law is literally definitions that have come out of court cases in the court system. So if anyone involved in law enforcement or or previously law enforcement or the military is ever told by anyone that Black's Law is a bunch of bullshit, that means that all of law enforcement, all judicial systems are all bullshit because these definitions literally come from the law enforcement it, it literally comes from the court systems. Right. So so that information is is completely false. And the thing is, is that anyone who believes that should not be involved in law enforcement or judicial proceedings because because they're, what they're saying in that same breath is that the, the opinions of law enforcement and the opinions of the judicial process don't mean anything. And and there are people on my side of the of the spectrum that that believe that. Black's Law is bullshit and that that everything that the law enforcement and, and, and the court systems have created is all bullshit. Me, I don't I don't agree with that at all. I think that the the amount of work and effort that has gone into defining some of these words and, and the amount of, of clarity that you can get. I mean, I swear to God, you could look up things like check things like like normal words that you see on a normal day-to-day basis that you would never ever imagine to look up in some kind of specialized legal dictionary, you will find definitions that expand your reality and expand your mind to levels that you never even would have imagined. I don't even use normal dictionaries anymore. If I'm, if I'm just reading, like I could be reading like a fucking novel. If I see a word that I'm like interested in looking up the definition for the first place I go is black's law because it's amazing it's some, sometimes these definitions are 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 literally life changing for words that have nothing to do with law. Okay, so with that said, uh, let me try to find this definition real quick. Um, I'm, I'm I'm I've tried to find this before, and it just took me forever. One of these definitions. Let me see. Let's see if I can find this. Um. I'm so blown away by this right now. While he's doing that, folks, just, those of you that have, that have listened to the show for a while or watched the HMG Weekly wrap up, you know, critical thinking is, is this 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 is why you research stuff yourself. What Brandon's talking about here, I mean, this is it blows your mind to think oh, yeah. the United States, the United States. Federal corporation located in the District of Columbia. So what does that what does that mean? Well, think about our history. You look at the states. We it was originally how it was um, set up is that states run the states. The federal government was just kind of there created and I, and and I'm pr- I'm probably if I'm re- misrepresenting this this isn't my my intent my understanding and this is Adam Bird's opinion is just the federal government came in they kind of they they were supposed to hey, we're the law of the land but they, they were just kind of like watching over stuff just to make sure certain things did or didn't happen they kind of protected everybody but the states were left alone and the states handled their own business if you look at it i would say probably the last 20 years at least the last 20 years that I can remember, you see more and more of the federal government sticking their nose into where it probably shouldn't belong. And and since this is online right now, I'd like to welcome all of you 
uh, federal employees that are listening to this conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, this I is going to change a lot there, of lives. You know, so. This is going to change a lot of lives. It, it always does. So so especially with the kind of demographic that you have with law enforcement. That kind right. Of thing, right. So 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 so, you know, again, you know, you know, the power of law enforcement learning all this information. Yeah. Is that is that if you can share this information with a lot of your fellow law enforcement, uh, you can actually you're actually in the most powerful position to actually clean up this whole thing. Okay. Really? Well, yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, I mean, you know, it's, you know, people like me are just these crazy psychos on the internet. When you're actually on the inside and you learn all this stuff and you share it with people, uh, it's the most powerful position that you can be in, in my opinion. But here, let's, let's, let's clear up this definition of citizen, right? So, so U.S. means a federal corporation that's located in the District of Columbia. The word citizen means a member of a free city or rural society possessing all the rights and privileges which can be, be enjoyed by any person under its constitution and government and subject to the corresponding duties. Citizens are members of community inspired to common goal who in associated relationship relations submit themselves right. to rules right. of conduct for the promotion of general welfare, welfare and conservation of individual as well as collective rights. So, so it's someone who gives dominion over their own life in exchange for protections of their privileges and rights. But the right. problem is, is that uh, you're you're not giving up your you're you're not you're not giving up dominion over your lo- your life in exchange for p- protections of your rights and privileges as an American. You're giving up dominion of your life in exchange for privileges and rights over to a completely non-American foreign corporation. That is physically located within the the physical boundaries of the fifty states of the of America, but has absolutely nothing to do with the fifty states of the Republic. They call themselves United States as a way of tricking people. They have absolutely nothing to do with the United States or with America because the original fifty states are not incorporated. It's an incorporated right. foreign now, zone. Now I've I've heard this before. Where I've I've talked to you know some of you listeners would call this a conspiracy theory, you know like oh the, there's there's two United States you have the United States the corporation, and then you have United States America as the what represent the fifty states, where the states are their own now, basically now as, own individuals. If, 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 am I saying as that per right? as per the Articles of, of Confederation and as per the original setup of America. Before Washington, D.C. ever came around, each state is called a nation state, and they were legally separated as basically separate countries, and whatever state laws were involved in that particular state, that was the the, the senior body of law Mm -hmm. for that state. And the federal was very small and insignificant. It was all state-based, state, state, state. I think at one point in time, even the states even had their own currencies for each state, way, way back in the beginning, So what happened was uh well, well let's just let's just let's just stop right there. So we have US citizen. So a US citizen, the definition of the term US citizen is someone who gives up dominion over their own life to a foreign corporation in exchange for protections of their rights and privileges. Now the problem is is that in order for that to occur. You have to basically by saying U.S. citizen, 
you're also in the same breath saying that you live in the territorial boundaries of the United States. It being the territorial boundaries of the United States are only and exclusively inside of the District of Columbia. So if you have ever signed any documentation at all whatsoever stating that you are a U.S. citizen, in that same breath, you stated under penalty of perjury, mind you, which is a felony up to one year in prison, you stated that you physically live inside of the District of Columbia. Now, the thing is, in order for it to be considered perjury, it has to be willful. So I will let all your listeners know that you aren't you weren't perjurers prior to what I just said to you. Right. <laughs> so right. don't worry right. too much. Right. Don't worry too much. You just you just can't you can't sign as a US citizen ever again for anything. And if you do, then then now after you know the fact that it's perjury, now it would be willful perjury and now it would be a felony. Okay. So now the, that includes W nine forms. Okay, so okay. <laughs> So, so how do you W-9 okay? So what? Form, so what? So what happens? Th- let me ask you this: as a, a what happens then? How do you get over that? What do you need to do? Oh no, then? we're going to get into all this. We're going to get into all this. It's so just much. Not something just, that you know. Wow. We just got to go slow. It's a little too. You know, we don't want to go crazy here. So here's your here's your W nine. This is a weird looking one. Let's get the actual IRS one here. Where is it? There it is. Our good buddies. Our good pals, oh, yeah. the Internal Revenue oh, Service. Okay. Said no man ever. <laughs> By the end of this podcast, you might be shocked to hear it. The IRS is going to be your friend. I, oh, I don't another know why big they, one that, that, that you don't gave know. me a pucker another, factor, but <laughs> another big one that I probably couldn't do. I, well, you'll see. You'll see. So look, so so part two under the W nine form, we have certification under right. penalties of perjury. I certify that. Go ahead and read number three out loud. I'm a U.S. citizen. Or other U.S. person defined below. Now we can go ahead and go down to the definition. Uh, you can read. Well, this might be. Let's not do that. That's a bit much. Let's let's hold off on that. So okay. So so and then go ahead and read uh, right here where it says sign here. Go ahead and read right next to the signature. Signature of U.S. person. Okay. Perfect. Now, what we're going to do, uh, we're just piecing this together slowly and surely. Okay, now we're going to go to 14 CFR 47.2. This is the definition of United States. This is the definition of citizen of the United States, and it is also the definition of U.S. citizen. Now, we're going to break this down in a lot of detail. Okay, so definition number one. An individual who is a citizen of the United States or one of its possessions. Now, when it says one of its possessions, it's referring to the possessions of the foreign corporation, which is Puerto Rico, Guam, the Virgin Islands, um, American Samoa. Right. Okay. Not referring to the states. The, the foreign corporation the known as United States has absolutely zero power or control or jurisdiction in any of the 50 republic states of America. And I'm going to prove that, and I'm going to explain all that as we go. I have case law. I've got everything under the sun, moon, and stars to prove all that, okay? Now, this gets a little bit crazier, though. We're going to get into this definition here of citizen of the United States or U.S. citizen. Now, 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 a lot of people who are listening to this have never realized that a citizen of the United States or a U.S. citizen can be a partnership corporation or association. 
And I'm going to prove that right here in 14 CFR 47.2. So definition number two, a partnership, each of with each of whose partners is an individual who is a citizen of the United States. So let's say, for example, you have a partnership or a corporation and you and your buddy own it. Let's say it's a bar. If you're both classified as a U.S. citizens, the actual bar itself is legally classified as a citizen of the United States right. or a U.S. citizen. Right. So I've now proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that U.S. citizens can be legal fictitious bodies such as partnerships, corporations, etc. Okay, now that's pretty shocking for most people. They don't realize that U.S. citizen does not mean human being. U.S. citizen means a lot of things, Okay. Now we're going to go to definition number three, a corporation or association organized under the laws of the United States, which means the District of Columbia or a state, the District of Columbia or a territory or possession of the United States or which the president and at least two thirds of the board of directors and other managing officers are citizens of the United States, which is under the actual control of citizens of the United States and in which at least 75 percent of the voting interest is owned or controlled by persons who are citizens of the United States. Okay. (laughs) So it's very, very clear here that if you have a corporation or an association or a partnership, or if you yourself place on documentation that you are a U.S. citizen, then then the physical location in law of your company that you so-called own, if your company is considered a U.S. citizen, as per these definitions, that means you are located in the District of Columbia and so is your company. And so, that's how they have jurisdiction. Let me ask you this, Brent. Do, do people, in, when they hear in the U.S., right, and we've established that the U.S. means in the District of Columbia, correct? Mm-hmm. Do people often, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do people often just miss? Uh, I don't want to say misunderstand, but they, they, they just assume that when you say U.S., that they're talking about the United States of America, all 50 states and territories that are involved in that. Well, yes, as opposed of course. To, that, as opposed that's the whole to just, scam. You know, so that's, so, that's the whole scam. That's so, why so I was named that. This is, this is how they get you then. Is, is, this, once, they, once they can nail you down locationally in the District of Columbia. Right. They now have jurisdiction. So why? Why? Okay. So if that's the case, if they if they label you as being in the District of Columbia, why do they ask for your address? And if your address is in a different state, when the address has the the state, so we're going to get into that. When when, when you write California C A in capital letters, yeah, and when you write the zip code, you're not you're not writing the state of California that you think of. You're writing up the, the location of a private corporation called State of California that's physically located in the District of Columbia. And so we're going to get into that. Okay. All right. So we're going to get into that. All right. We're going to get into all that. Okay. So the way this works is we've now we've now located what what the US means. We've located that there's this thing called US citizen. We've already defined what that means. We've already defined that a citizen of the United States or a US citizen is something that someone or something, we've already proved that. That that that's in the United States, which we've already proved where that's at. Okay, so we've already figured all that out. Now we're gonna go on to the next part. The next part is eight USC one one zero one. 
definitions. We're going to go down to subsection 21. And I just want to real quick go back. If you look at every single time they use the word state, I want you to look here. Is it capitalized or is it lowercase? Uh, it's, it's capitalized. Good. So keep that in mind. Now we're going to look at 8 U.S.C. 1101 subsection 21. I mean, it's a bit long. It can be a bit hard to find this. Just give me a moment. Nope, take your time. And folks, those, those, so what he's doing is we're back on the, the Cornell Law uh, website, which we mentioned earlier. And, ah, now why? Go ahead and read that out loud. This is 8 U.S.C. 1101 subsection 21. The term, quote, national, end quote, means a person owning permanent um a, a permanent allegiance I can't say the word <laughs> allegiance to a state. Yeah, now that word is not owning. It's so funny on these shows. People almost always say the word owning, but it's actually the word owing. 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 But it's funny. You're not that you're like the fourth person to do well, that. So I, it's I'm, kind of I'm funny. kind of illiterate anyway. So it's like no, no, it's okay. But so so the term national means a person owing, owing permanent, permanent allegiance to a to state. state. Now take a look at the word state. Is it capitalized or no, lowercase? I was that's the thing I'm focused on is that state is in all lowercase. Now why is that? Cuz the uppercase state is referring to a private for-profit corporation called State of California that is physically located in the District of Columbia. The lowercase s state is referring to one of the 50 original Republic nation states. Okay, so it's safe to say that what I'm hearing you say, Bryn, is that all of the states, each state has its own federal, excuse me, each state has its own corporation that is located in, within the District of Columbia. Precisely. And if you say U.S. citizen on your documentation and you have a driver's license, when you write one, two, three, purple monkey lane on 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 your driver's license and the cops pull it up and it says U.S. citizen, they're getting one, two, three, purple monkey lane lane located in the corporate zone called state of California. And, and the CA and the zip code is referring to a federal corporate zone. That corporate zone is legally located in the District of Columbia. So what are the – okay, so this brings up the question then, and it's been floating in the back of my mind when you started this, was I thought the states were in charge of their own, but you're, but you're telling me that each state has its own federal – Go ahead. Well, that's that's the difference between the police, the, the the normal police and the sheriff's office. The sheriff's office is on the state side and the police is on the federal side. The problem is, is that every single person in the whole country, 99.9% .9 of every motherfucking person in the whole country is, is, is filed as a U.S. citizen. And that's what gives the police side of the equation jurisdiction. The sheriff's office is the actual original state in lowercase letters. The police is state in, in with a capital S. Okay. Now, the police officers, non-sheriff's office police officers, only have jurisdiction over U.S. citizens. They don't have – so there's two types of jurisdiction. There's person jurisdiction and there's subject matter jurisdiction. 
Person jurisdiction would be like in the case of someone operating a vehicle. Person jurisdiction would be, do I have jurisdiction over this guy who's here in front of me? Subject matter jurisdiction would be, do I have jurisdiction over the vehicle in question? It's two entirely different jurisdictions. Right. Okay. A U.S. citizen, the police would have person jurisdiction over someone who's labeled as a U.S. citizen. Now, the thing is, is that the way the government looks at it is you told them you're a U.S. citizen under penalty of perjury. Because we were ignorant enough to we didn't know any better. They never put a gun to your head. They never did anything. You right. you you sent in shit of your own free will. That's how they look at so it. So what would happen if I if I decided not to say that I'm a, a U.S. citizen under this definition? What would that mean for me? There's a different type of 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 so so citizenship is a word that's used to describe being a U.S. citizen. Nationality which people think that citizenship and nationality mean the same thing. They do not. Nationality refers to one of the 50 states of the Republic. And the reason why is because they are individual nation states. So you are, it's the word nation with the letters A-L attached to the end. It's national, national. So you wouldn't say you're a U.S. citizen. You would say you're a national of the state. California. Okay, okay. So... I'm not a federal citizen. I'm a state national. My nationality is California. So if someone asked me, are you a U.S. citizen? I'd say, no, I'm a Californian. They get really confused. I don't like, but that's the legal official, like actual as per the statutes and the laws and, and the books. That's how you would actually write your citizenship or nationality. You would say, I'm a Californian. And is it... Is it smarter for people to start doing that now? So I'm going to explain all of this, okay? You look at an I-9 form, which is an employment eligibility form, yeah. okay? I'm going to have you read box one, and then you're going to read box two. Okay, so box one says a citizen of the United States. Box two says a non-citizen national of the United States. So number one is someone who lives in the District of Columbia. Number two is someone who lives in one of the 50 states of the Union, the Republic states, the okay. nation states. Okay. So 99% of all Americans are non-citizen nationals of the United States. They are not U.S. citizens so or citizen of the United States. We've already cleared up what that means. Yeah. Let me throw a monkey wrench in here. This is this is great, Brandon. I'm I'm loving this conversation. Yeah. It's very educational. My question then lies is if you claim to be a a non-citizen national, I'm a national of the state of Arizona or the state of whatever, Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. And you know, now you have all of these regulations like okay, if you want to fly from here to there or or whatever you want to, you want to get on an airplane but you have to have a a government issue uh ID the, if you go in, through the paperwork and and start checking yourself off as a non-citizen national of the United States does that disqualify you from certain things like flying or 
for, for beautiful vet, question for for veterans question. for veterans it, does that disqualify you for their, your VA benefits? Beautiful question. So it's funny because that's the next thing I was going to cover actually. So the answer to your question is located in twenty two CFR fifty one dot three. And uh, 22 CFR 51.3 is a section called types of passports. And very few people realize there are several different types of passports. And we're going to go over every single one and how you get them. Okay. It's not going to take very long. Okay. Yeah. So 99.9% of everyone in America, because they put U.S. citizen on everything, they're going to get what's called an official passport. Right. Okay. And we're going to go through... The, the various types of, of official passports and what exactly that means. So uh, section number one, the first type of official passport is defined as an officer or employee of the U.S. government traveling abroad to carry out official duties and family members of such persons. So what they're saying is, is that the type of passport that you're going to get, because you said you were a U.S. citizen, which is a foreign corporate zone, it's not inside of America, has nothing to do with America really at all. Uh, they say, okay, you want to you want to say that you live in our foreign corporate zone. We're a corporation, so if you want to live here, you're going to be either an officer or an employee. And there's actually another section of the United States Code that I can actually pull up to prove that fact as well. That kind of like makes sense. I, you know, maybe you know this, but I, I've I've heard that most the reason why the federal government is so powerful is because. More than fifty-one percent of the jobs in the in and around the United States have something to do with with the government. Our government jobs. Well, they label it as such because everyone who's labeled as a U.S. citizen is technically uh, an employee. So um, there's so but, much. But uh, I feel yeah, like there's all so much big, corruption right now. This is it's great. just the whole thing is just pure yeah corruption. Yeah. So. Uh, let me see here. Dun, 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 dun. I want to prove this fact real quick. Uh, so, so the definition of government employee, uh, and I want to show you because I, I put quotes on my website, but government employee. Uh, I can hear the listeners right now, like the minds being blown. Oh, yeah. And, and so special like, government yeah. employee means an officer or employee of the executive branch or an independent agency. Uh, a special government employee is retained, designated, appointed or employed to perform temporary duties, either on a full time or intermittent basis with or without compensation. And I believe that's there's another definition here. Employed senior employee so you can see all the definitions of employee they, they're very careful to include in all the definitions um the fact that they, they don't need to get paid to be considered an employee and that's how they that's how that's the trick that is the trick right so you say u.s citizen they don't need to pay you then you go and get a, a passport they're going to give you a, a passport that says you're an employee you are an employee of the federal corporation when you say u.s citizen and you get a passport okay now let's go to official passport definition number two, right? Well, actually, no, let me just prove that a little bit further. Jeez. One more, there's one more section I wanted to show you. How many of you out there, I, I know there's going to be questions. And again, find this stuff. Here we go. This website, onestupidfuck.com. 
This is what I was looking for. So this is this is 19 United States Code, Section 81O, the letter O. It's called Residence of Zone. And what they're referring to is they're referring to the District of Columbia. Okay. So you say you're a U.S. citizen. Right. That locates you in the District of Columbia. Section A says persons allowed to reside in zone. It says no person shall be allied, allowed to reside within the zone except federal, state, or municipal officers or agents whose residence president, presence is deemed necessary by the board. So they tell you, when you tell them you're a U.S. citizen, they go, fine. You want to live here? Then that means that you're employed by us. Okay? So when you get your passport, your passport says that you're an employee or officer. Because when you tell them you live in the foreign corporate zone, they say, fine, you want to be, you want to live in the foreign corporate zone? No problem. You're an employee now. So that's the first one. Now we're going to go to the second one. Second definition of official passport, a U.S. government personal services contractor traveling abroad to carry out official duties on behalf of the U.S. government. Okay. Definition number three, a non-personal services contractor traveling abroad to carry out duties in support of and pursuant to a contract with the U.S. government when the contractor is unable to carry out such duties using a regular or service passport. Now, now official passport section four is the first one where we start getting into sort of a hybrid it's sort of a hybrid between someone who lives in one of the 50 Republic states. Right. So you'll see here an official or employee of a state. Now look at that word state. Is it uppercase or lowercase? Lower, it's lowercase as well as yep. local. So we have, tribal. we have local tribal or territorial governments yeah. traveling abroad to carry out official duties in support of the U.S. government. So number four is a really interesting one. You're still you're, you're it's a national type of passport. You are getting national status, but you're not fully disconnected from the foreign corporation. You're representing the foreign corporation in a foreign land. That's official passport number four. Now, now we're going to get to the big one, the one that we should be trying to get and the one that I have and the one that everyone that I'm doing is doing. I'm going to have you read out loud. Section A. Section A states. Regular passport. A regular passport is issued to a national of the United States. What the? Seriously? Yep. A national of the United States lives in one of the 50 Republic states. Anything else is either attached to or completely a part of and is a full-blown employee of the federal corporation, does not live in America, a U.S. citizen, someone who has an official passport, does not live in America. Because you don't live in America and because you are not an American and because you told them that, you don't have the right to bear arms. You don't have the right to travel. So what do you need? You need a concealed carry permit and a driver's license because the definition of the word license is permission to do something that would otherwise be considered not allowable. Now, now let's get to the next question. The next question is, what rights does a U.S. citizen actually have? 
And the Supreme Court has already figured that out for you. A U.S. A US very, citizen or a They're going to be very upset when you find out what the Supreme Court has to say about this. Oh, I can't uh, the Supreme Court says, uh, let's see here. And there we go. Yeah. So this comes from Supreme Court case U.S. versus Valentine. The only absolute and unqualified right of a United States citizen is to residence within the territorial boundaries of the United States. The only right you have as a United States citizen is to physically locate yourself inside of the District of Columbia. You have absolutely the, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights doesn't have anything to do with you. You don't live in America. So if you're a U.S. citizen and you tell everybody you're a U.S. citizen and you got U.S. citizen documentation for everything, the only right you have is to physically locate yourself in the District of Columbia and to do absolutely anything else, you need some kind of a license or permit, including being a doctor, including being a chiropractor, including being a surgeon, including driving a train, including driving a plane, including owning certain certain kind of firearms, including selling kind of certain things, including this, including manufacturing this, including this, including that, including this, including that, la 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 because you live in their foreign corporate zone. You are an employee of the foreign corporate zone. You don't live in America. You don't have any of their rights as an American. And that's why when you go into a courtroom and you say, I'm an American and I have the Constitution, they say that's contempt of court. You have the fuck out of here because you don't. You don't. You don't. So why aren't more people then switching to? Because the... nobody knows about any of this, and it's so confusing. And anyone trying to teach it has such a hard time. This this is not designed to be something that was ever supposed to be learned. Right. This is something that's designed to make everybody sheep, puppets, whatever else we want to call it. Correct. This is designed to confuse you into an oblivion to the point where you just give up. That's what this was designed for. Okay. Now we're going to get into this a little bit farther. This gets more interesting, right? Okay. The state citizen, which is a national, is immune from all any and all government attacks and procedure, absent contract. So what they're saying here, and this is from Dred Scott versus Sanford, they're saying that a national, or or another word for national is state citizen, okay, but we don't really like to use the word citizen that much because it's it's not a very positive word in general, so national is usually pretty preferred. Uh, you, you, you're totally free. You're a totally free American. You've got all the rights in the world. You can carry machine guns in your pocket, whatever you want, okay? The only the only point that ends is is that once you contract. So if you if you if you're offered a contract and you willingly accept that contract with the foreign corporation, you can still contract in. Contracts are senior to all of this stuff. Contracts are like in in the in the statutory world, in in the in the in the corporate world, in the in the commercial world, contracts are like basically God, essentially. Okay. So it's like 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 there's literally sections of Title 15 and stuff like that where they if you try to like fuck with someone else's commercial activity or the flow of commerce, it's up to $100 million in fines. It's, right. it's massive. Right. Like, like contracts are literally like, basically, if you were to, if you were to take the, 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 the personification of God himself or, or herself or however you want to say it, and you were to take that and place that same idea in the corporate world, 
the god of the corporate world would be contracts or the idea of contracts or the freedom of contracts. Okay. So um, now, now this whole idea of state versus federal citizen, U.S. citizen versus state citizen, it was all started from the 14th Amendment. And the Supreme Court talks about this a lot in the slaughterhouse cases. Now, a quote from the slaughterhouse cases is the first section of the 14th article, which is the 14th Amendment, to which our attention is more specifically invited, opens with a definition of citizenship. Not only citizenship of the United States, but citizenship of the states. No such definition was previously found in the Constitution, nor had any attempt been made to define it, define it by act of Congress. It is quite clear that there is a citizenship of the United States and there is a citizenship of a state which are distinct from each other and which depend upon different characteristics or circumstances in the individual. We have um, so two taxpayers. Yep. Taxpayers are not state citizens. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that one. That's a good one for taxes, right? That one comes from Belmont versus town of Gulfport. This is an interesting one because you got to think, okay, so, so a U.S. citizen only has one right, which is to residence within the District of Columbia. But most people who are labeled as U.S. citizens don't live in the District of Columbia. So, so, so how does that work, right? Uh, they've, already, they've already figured all that out for you. Hendrick versus Maryland. A U.S. citizen upon leaving the District of Columbia becomes involved in interstate commerce as a resident and does not have the common law right to travel, as does a citizen of one of the several states. So basically, if you're a U.S. citizen and you're not physically located in the District of Columbia, you are essentially completely stateless. You have absolutely no rights. You don't even have the right to feed yourself. So a U.S. citizen doesn't have the right to feed themselves. I would go so far as to say, yeah, there, there is no specific... You, you, don't, you literally don't even have the right to, 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 to live practically. Almost. I mean, they do tell you that you have the absolute right to be, you know, physically located in the District of Columbia. But that's it. That, that's literally it. Like, imagine imagine there was like a constitution. OK. And all the constitution said was, one, the right to residence within the territorial boundaries of the of the District of Columbia. And that was the whole document. That is the constitution that you have as a U.S. citizen. All police officers have to sign when they when they start working as a police officer that they are a U.S. citizen because they're policing other U.S. citizens. A police officer, by definition, is someone who who you're literally and and again, you know, I, I don't want listeners to get too you know, you know, right. all everything can be fixed. Everything can be fixed. Okay, so. There might be somebody listening to this who have been a police officer for 20 years and now they want to go and do something horrible with themselves. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just that, saying everything it, can be fixed. Okay. This, everything can be repaired. And, and there's always, this is information know, folks that branch. This is just information. The, yeah. This okay? is information. So if you feel terrible yeah. and all this, then it's then, not, it's not the intent. The intent go out is and to do educate. something about it. Go out and do something about it. You have a lot of power to, to change this system, to fix the well, system, and that's, to, you know, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing, and and anyone listening to this can can turn everything around on a dime, and and can 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 move their whole life in a different yeah. direction instantaneously. And, and I, I have a lot of faith in in the power and intelligence and and focus and discipline associated with people who are involved in law enforcement. I think just like in law, 
anyone involved in law enforcement uh, knows that what's the what's the what's the most important aspect of all law enforcement when it comes to uh, uh, felonies and and that kind of thing. Do you know the answer to that question? I don't. It's the it's intent intent. Manslaughter. You didn't have the intent to do it and happened. Murder. You intended to do it and you did it. Manslaughter. You can go to jail for two to five years. Murder. Bye bye. Intent is the difference between everything and law. Okay, so 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 it's no different here in what we're talking about. If your intention to be a law enforcement officer is to is to add structure and and stability into the society, and you've done a decent job of that, you need to weigh all the good things you've done compared to maybe the few bad things that you've done, and you need to be able to step back and and not be too hard on yourself for some of this stuff. Okay, so with that said. A police officer has to say that he's a U.S. citizen because a police officer, by definition, is a foreign corporate security officer that is that is driving around and giving bonds to people who are in the District of Columbia. So the bond is a performance bond, and the performance bond states that the person needs to physically be located inside of a courthouse on a certain date in relation to charges. That's called a performance bond, okay? So what they're giving you when they give you a ticket, quote-unquote, is they're giving you a performance bond, and you're signing the fact that you agree to the terms of the performance bond, which is to show up at the court. That's what a ticket is. So they're, they're private corporate security police that are not inside of America at all. They're not working on behalf of America at all. They're working on behalf of state of California, which is a private foreign corporate zone physically located in the District of Columbia. And they are policing other U.S. citizens and, and, having, and, and giving them performance bonds when they break the corporate bylaws that's what policing actually is now on the sheriff's on the sheriff's office it's different the sheriff's office is not like that the sheriff's office is sort of like a a weird amalgamation of of the corporate world and and the actual original uh uh, uh world so like for example if i got pulled over by a police officer i would request to have a sheriff there because the, the sheriff is is actually would be the correct person that I would be speaking to in relation to a law enforcement situation. It would not be police. Police would not have person jurisdiction over me at all. Now the sheriff's office wouldn't really have person jurisdiction either, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, my, I feel like my responsibility is to work with law enforcement, not against them. Right. Now, I'm not going to work with a foreign corporate zone that has nothing to do with anything. I'm going to work with my people. My people is the sheriff's office. Okay. So that's why I was talking about the U.S. Marshals earlier. The U.S. Marshals is like the federal version of the sheriff's office. The U.S. Marshals is 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 like some seriously OG, like, you want to learn a lot about America? Study the entire historical track of the U.S. Marshals. You will learn a lot about America. They are they go all the way back. And I mean all the way back. <laughs> so you want to talk to somebody who may actually have a lot of uh, knowledge about some of this information? Talk to a U.S. Marshal. Yeah. 
I'd be shocked if you met a U.S. Marshal that didn't know at least some of this stuff, because that's some that's some that's some deep American roots there. Okay. That said, okay, that's why you have to have a bailiff in the courtroom. Right. The bailiff is what gives power to the courtroom because the bailiff is a representation of the sheriff's office. The sheriff's office is a representation of the actual original state government, the non-corporate state government. The bailiff, if you remove the bailiff from the courtroom, the whole courtroom falls apart. So, folks, just to recap real quick, what you've been listening to, you're going over definitions, and and if you're not taking notes, save this. You're gonna want you're gonna want to go back through this, and it's kind of just the tip of the iceberg on this stuff. Um, every state has a corporation side to it that is listed in the District of Columbia. Did I say that right, Brandon? Say it again. Every state has a corporation side that is listed in the in the realm of the District of Columbia. Yeah, the corporate state is located in the District of Columbia. Right. The actual state is located in the actual state. Right. Okay. So, um, I want to. I want to. <clears throat> I want to. There's so much here, and I want. I want to. I want to go through. I want to get to. I know there's people are going to have questions about taxes and, and, and stuff like that, and and. That's easy. I can cover that in literally just like ten minutes. All right, let's let's let. So if it, it, my question when it comes to taxes is, who the hell am I paying taxes to? Uh, the a foreign corporation called the Federal Reserve, okay. which which is a subcorporation of the International Monetary Fund, and the International Monetary Fund is a subcorporation of the World Bank and the United Nations. So you're say, a ba- you're say basically that la- it's part of who the United Nations and. <laughs> All right, I said I wasn't going to get mad, and I'm and yeah. I'm not. <laughs> well, let's let's get into that. It's not that complicated. So we're going to go to uh, a couple things. We're going to go to 26 CFR 1.1-1, and then we're also going to go to uh, CFR uh, 26 CFR 1.871-1. Okay, now. It's just not very complicated. Every I'm about ready to teach you more than any single accountant or lawyer in the whole country knows in about five minutes. Okay. That's how... Pay attention, everybody. That's how dumb this is. Okay. So now that we know that the definition of the United States is only and exclusively located in the District of Columbia, which no lawyer or accountant knows, and when you show it to... I've had, I've had accountants literally totally freak out have like a psychotic episode by showing them the definition of United States. I've had lawyers have psychotic episodes. Oh, you you can bet your bottom dollar the first phone call I make after this is my buddy's an attorney and uh and a business partner and some other things. I'm gonna be like, please tell me you you didn't know this. Yeah, no, none of them know it. And the thing is is that when you show it to them, they get they get very, very very emotional and defensive. Very. Like to the point where I would be a little bit careful. Oh, I'm not yeah, kidding. Yeah. They it's... they literally flip out. Sometimes. Not always. 
I'm just saying. Is it because they feel like they've been lied to? It's 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 kind of like, hey. Well, it's it's also it also threatens their entire career. If if this is true, everything they've built and everything they've done is all just a sham and and they should just pack it up and shut the whole thing down. Yeah. Wow. And and also you got to think too, they have to confront the fact that they've been tricking people into paying into this corporation forever however many years. And so they have I, to swallow this giant nasty uh, horse pill yeah. of I've been fucking people professionally for the past X amount of years. That's also a rough pill to swallow, right? Here's the, and there's a lot of attorneys out there. My, mine, I'm, I'm fortunate because he's very, he's got a, he's a heart of gold, and he, 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 he does a lot more than he really needs to. Uh, I'm going to tell if there's any me, accountants or lawyer listening to this, I'm going to say it's very, very simple. If you can, if you can, if you can just again, just like I said with law enforcement, if you can swallow. Your, your pride, I guess, or swallow whatever and just take a deep breath. This information is going to take your income and your power to to levels that you never even imagined. Yeah. I mean, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, and, 70, and, 80, 90, 100x yeah. and, the amount and, and, of money that you're currently making is easily accessible when you start applying this information. You're yeah. obviously going to have to completely restructure how you operate. But but I am showing you for free on this podcast how to make 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times as much money as you're Brand, making right Brandon, now. Brandon, tell, tell, tell them where you're at right now, what we're reading out of again, because it, don't take our word for it. Look it up yourself, and here's where you can find it. Yeah, this, is, uh, this one here, we're going to go over two things. We're going to go over, uh, this one here is 26 CFR 1.871-1. And I'm going to show you guys... Title 26 of the United States Code is, go ahead and read this out loud. Title 26, go ahead and read that out loud. Internal Revenue Code. So Title 26 is the tax code, okay? So whenever I say 26 CFR, 26 USC, 26, that's the, we're, we're talking about the tax code. Right. So we are looking at the tax code right now, 26 Code of Federal Regulations, Section 1.871-1, Classification and Manner of Taxing Alien Individuals. Now, this is, I mean, the tax code is huge. We only need to read a few things to understand the entire tax code. It's very simple, okay? So it says here, for purposes of the income tax, alien individuals are divided generally into two classes, namely resident aliens and non-resident aliens. Now, they're referring to resident aliens of United States, and non-resident aliens of United States. And every single lawyer and every single accountant thinks that means the 50 states of the Republic. It's got nothing to do with the 50 states of the Republic. It has to do with the definition of the United States, which is a federal corporation that is physically located in the District of Columbia. That's what they're referring to here, okay? So I'm going to rename every time they say United States here, I'm going I'm to replace that with the District of Columbia. And when I do that, this is going to make perfect sense and the entire tax code is going to make perfect oh, sense to you, okay? Resident alien individuals are, in general, taxable the same as citizens of the District of Columbia. That is, a resident alien is taxable on income derived from all sources, including sources outside of the District of Columbia. Non-resident alien individuals are taxable only on certain income from sources within the District of Columbia. That's it. We can get into all the rest of the shit, but we don't need to. No. A resident alien is, is bent over and fucked every time they breathe. 
because they live in a foreign corporate zone and they're employees of the foreign federal corporate zone. And whatever the corporate zone says, they have to follow. So every time they make any money from any, absolutely any source, they're going to get taxed on it. Anyone who lives outside of the District of Columbia is a non-resident alien individual and is only taxable on income from sources that they make from within the District of Columbia. Now, we're going to go to USC uh, 26 USC 7701, which is a definition section for the entire tax code. We're going to clear up a couple things. The first thing we're going to clear up is the definition of the term taxpayer. So go ahead and read that out loud. So taxpayer, the term quote taxpayer means any person subject to any internal revenue tax. So a resident alien, which is somebody who lives inside of the District of Columbia or a U.S. citizen, Resident alien and U.S. citizen mean the same thing, basically. They would be a taxpayer by definition. A national, which is a non-resident alien, would not be a taxpayer by definition. Say you wouldn't say, say I'm not paying taxes. You say would say the federal corporation has a tax code called Title 26, 26 U.S.C. 7701 has a definition for taxpayer. That particular definition has explicitly defined me as not a tax. It doesn't really give you a term for someone who's not a taxpayer. It just says taxpayer. So you would just say I'm not a taxpayer by definition. There's really no term. They, they would say maybe non-taxpayer. I've seen some forms of that on there. So you would be considered a non-taxpayer. Now, it gets a little bit more complicated, okay, because if we go back to this section, this is the trick. This is the trick that they pull on you to make you taxable, right? Now, that's right here. However, non-resident alien individuals may elect to be treated as U.S. residences, residents, for purposes of determining their income tax liability. So what that means is, if you're living in one of the 50 states of the Republic and you send in a W-9 form, which everyone does when they're 18 years old and they get their first job or 16 or whatever, what happened was when you sent in that W-9 form, you elected to be treated as though you are a U.S. resident for purposes of determining your income tax liability. So they know you don't live in the District of Columbia, but they say you signed it under penalty of perjury. So we're going to we're going to assume that you elected to, to, to be considered uh, living in the District of Columbia for tax related purposes. So what you do is you literally just send them an affidavit. And what you do, we call it in, in our movement, we call it a, a revocation of election. And the election is the election that comes from 26 CFR 1.871-1. So what you're doing is you're letting them know, I'm a non-resident alien. I'm a national. I elected to be treated as though I live in the District of Columbia ages ago. That election is now null and void. Take all my shit off your computer. And they'll do it. Really? They will do it. One for one. Hundred percent hit rate. Every Tens of thousands of these things I know of personally have been submitted. Not one issue ever. Really? 
Yep. I would think that they're trying to keep take control and keep control of people. So that's nope. one way they, that they follow would do these codes. Are this is their Bible? We are reading their Bible. They are a religious group, and so, we are reading their Bible. So there's there there's okay. So they stick to this then. Mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of comforting when you think about it because if a person that's going to go through this and does it, they know that they're going to follow through with. Yeah, now now this gets this gets a little crazier. We're going to get into a, a little bit crazier section of this that I do need to explain in order to totally understand this. Okay, now when you were born, there's a long form birth certificate. There's two different types of birth certificates. There's a normal one, and there's a long form birth certificate. Okay, the long form birth certificate has all the original signatures and stuff of your parents, so it's the original, original, original document. Okay. Okay. Now, on that document, it says date received by local health officer or whatnot, right? Now, the foreign corporation known as United States can only operate with other corporations. So once the Department of Health and Human Services receives this long-form birth certificate, in order to <laughs> log you into their system or to create a connection with you in the system, they create a, a corporation of your name in all capital letters. You've probably heard about this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now that name in all capital letters, uh, we're going to, I'm going to show you how that works. It's actually not that complicated. It's totally insane, but not that complicated. So we're going to go to the, back to the, the tax code. And we're going to clear up. So, so in my opinion, there's two definitions that fuck up our lives. Okay. And when you, there's two definitions that are the craziest that change your life most dramatically. The first one is the definition of United States, which we've already cleared. The second one is the definition of the word person. Now, we're going to clear up the definition of the word person right now from Title 26, Section 7701. Go ahead and read that out loud. The term person shall be construed to mean and include an individual, a trust, estate, partnership, association, company, or corporation. So in law, a corporation is a person. Right. A company is a person. Right. An association is a person. A partnership is a person. An estate is a person. A trust is a person. Okay. So you actually are two different persons. There's you and there's your all capital letter corporation. Right. When the IRS sends you a letter, are they sending it to which person are they sending the letter to? Well, if there's if you're if you're a business owner and you're setting it up or if you're you own a company and you're setting it up right, they should be sending it to the company. Well, yeah, but your name in all capital letters is a company. So when they send it to your name and it's in all capital letters, where which person are they sending the letter to? The individual? Nope. It'd be the corporation. The corporation. That's how it okay. Right. So right. they're, they're yeah, not yeah. sending you No, they're sending the corporation. They're sending the corporation right. the letter. Right. Okay. Now you the, the the terms that they use to describe how this relationship is between you and your all caps corporation. It's called the agent-principal relationship. Right. right. You are the agent on behalf of the principal. Right. You are a person. You are the agent. They, it's kind of weird to even say it, but that's how you would say it. They, because they're considered literally persons, 
they are a person and they are the principle. So, so if you start thinking of this whole system in a very positive light, the way that it works is they gave you a corporation and they gave you that corporation because the corporation gives you limited liability and commerce. You're supposed to be operating in the commercial world through this portal that they made for you. The portal is supposed to protect you while you're operating in commerce. That's actually the way that it works. Okay. When you go to court or when you get pulled over and the cop writes a a, a ticket and all this kind of stuff. Now, remember 14 USC uh, 47.2 definition of, of United States uh, citizen of the United States and U S citizen. The definition includes corporations. So what happens is you are a person and you are a national and you are located outside of the United States. Your all capital letter name corporation is a U.S. citizen or a citizen of the United States. And your all caps corporation is located in the District of Columbia. So you're operating as two different persons. One person is in one of the 50 states of the Republic. The other person is located inside the District of Columbia. All right. So you're actually both a U.S. You're, 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 you are not a U.S. citizen. Your person is a U.S. US citizen. citizen. And then you are a national. So people ask me all the time, if I go through all this, am I going to lose this? Am I going to lose that? Am I going to lose this? No. What you're doing is you're splitting into two different persons. And from this point forward, the way that you're going to operate is you're going to operate as though you're the lawyer on behalf of the corporation. The corporation of your name in all capital letters is totally separate from you. When you get a letter and it's from a bill collector and it has a name in all capital letters, there's no reason to get mad. You just fucking laugh because you are just the lawyer on behalf of the corporation. The corporation gives you limited liability and commerce. When you operate that way and you split yourself out, you become invincible in commerce. They can't touch you. You are just the lawyer on behalf of the corporation, on behalf of the U.S. citizen. Let that sink in to what he's saying right now, folks. I want to transition just a little bit. Brandon, because this is this is good. This is really good. And what I want right now is I want the I want the listeners to to be able to kind of consume this a little bit more. And folks, again, everything that we we've, we've been telling you and, and that you've been that Brandon's been talking about tonight, don't take our word for it. Go look this stuff up yourself. He he brought up the Black Law Dictionary. Uh, you could go to his website, um, go to his website, onestupidfuck.com. <laughs> I tried to say it without laughing. Um, and I mean, he's, he's been, he knows his stuff. We're, we're going to have him back on because I wanted, I want to turn this into a two part series and here's, here's why. One, we've gone over quite a bit tonight already. And I want this information when we, a lot of this stuff is going to be put in the show notes. I've been taking notes as, as Brandon's been going through this stuff and I'll be going through 
make it easy for you guys to to, to click on and, and go through the stuff what what Brandon's been talking about. The other part of it, he, we're we're just kind of the tip of the iceberg of with the the taxes and whatnot. And it was I'm glad he said what he said about really defining if you're a business owner, and this is, I, I, I always used to say it a little bit differently. Like if you're, if you're going to, you know, buy a vehicle, or if you're going to buy a house, whatever, do it under a business name, not your own. You already are. And you just didn't know it. Right. But here's the thing. He, 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 like, I knew nothing now. I thought I knew maybe a little bit, but after what I've learned here today, this is so far like leaps and bounds. And here's here's the other thing. I've always said, one, if you guys just take some time and do a little bit of research yourselves, you'd, be, you'd understand that we, the people, have more power and there's more of us than there are of them. And I'm not trying to separate. Let me be clear. I'm not separating us from them. And, and I know people are going to jump my shit for for. Trying to do well, real, real quick, I want to say one thing on that. If, yeah. if we were to repeal the 14th Amendment, this everything I've talked about in this entire podcast, plus about 80 million, like literally the entire slave state from top to bottom would basically collapse. Just the 14th Amendment alone. So let me, okay, so real quick, you say collapse, like catastrophically collapse? Like No, what we, that? we would literally instantaneously revert back to the original America. Instantly. Okay. You wouldn't that, need to do anything that, more. That you is wouldn't, that, need to that, do a, you that, wouldn't need to do a single fucking thing. That, you repeal the 14th Amendment, that's it. That, the, entire, the entire corporation of the United States evaporates, Congress evaporates, all I'm, the states regain all their power. Every single American regains all of their rights as an American. All the money reverts back to the original money. Federal Reserve notes disappear. The Federal Reserve disappears. Uh, the The World Bank is gone. Everything is completely wiped out. Their whole system is instantaneously deleted as if you just deleted a file off your computer. And that's if they repealed the 14th Amendment. Stop right there. That's where I want to end this particular. I got one more question for you, but I want to end that conversation right there. Repeal the 14th Amendment. I want you guys to let that sink in. There's a million other things that we could do. Right. And I could go on and on and on. I could public speak for six hours, nine hours of all the things we could do. The fastest, easiest, instantaneous delete missile button, 14th Amendment. Get rid of that thing. It's all. It all comes crumbling down. The glory of America is reborn instantaneously. Brendan, I got I got one more question for this episode for you, and I'm gonna we we've talked offline. I'm gonna have you back on. We're gonna do a second series on this. Mm-hmm. The show is called the Decision Hour. Mm-hmm. We have to make decisions every day. Yeah. Name a time, Brendan, when your when your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. What was it? And what was the atmosphere like at that time? It was probably when I when I decided to do all the stuff and, and I got rid of my corporation and I started to operate as a national and I started operating my, my LCAP's name as a corporation and it just, everyone thought I was totally batshit crazy and uh, lost friends and had to move out of a place that I was living in and totally crazy. Um, but But I had to 
you know, once I saw the definition of person and once I saw the definition of the United States, I just knew, I just knew that there, that this had to be done and people needed to know about this information. Right. I, I appreciate you taking time educating all of us on this technology, as you call it, and this information. We're going to have you back on. I'm looking, certainly looking forward to it, uh, to, to, you know, I can. I got several other questions I want to ask. I know there's some other stuff that we talked about that we're going to go over. But again, I, I think it's important. I want you guys to consume what we've talked about here today and start looking at it, taking a, a look at it. Make that decision to look into this stuff and know what's out there. Know who you are, where you are. Um. Yeah, who you are and where you are is, is really a good way of describing this because we all think that we live in America. We all think that we're Americans and we all think that we live inside of these particular states, but but in the legal world, in their world, we don't. OneStupidFuck.com. Check it out. I have out. a free course. I have a free course. It's 39 days. It's about, it's one video per day. It's about 40 minutes per video. Okay. It's totally free. I don't even have ads in it or anything. I don't care. Uh, and, and, and it basically teaches all this at a slower pace, much, much slower pace. Cause I have a lot of time to do it. We get into how to write up legal documents, how to, uh, be your own lawyer, how to, uh, present yourself in, in, in court, how to all the different definitions, how to fill out. So you're not going to fill out a W9 form for your job. You're going to fill out a totally different form. It's a foreign foreigner form because you're a foreigner of United States. You don't live in the United States. You're a non-resident alien. There's a different form called a W-8-B-E-N. I teach you how to fill out the whole form. It will obliterate all taxation from your job if you are an employee. I teach you how to do the entire revocation of election to eliminate your election to be treated as though you're a resident alien with the IRS. Uh, the W-A-B-E-N is going to take you about five minutes to fill out. It's free. The revocation of election takes you about five minutes and it's free. I teach you how to get your national passport. I teach you all the steps that you need, how to fill out the DS-11 application form. Uh, that's just barely scratching the surface. Uh, I think in the second episode of us doing this, we're probably going to get into currency and money and finance and securities because that that fits into all this like a glove and and you think this stuff's mind-blowing that's about two times as crazy as this is i freaking love it folks we're gonna have all of his information in the show notes below that's all the time that we have brent thank you uh for taking time spending time with us educating us absolutely love it looking forward to the next episode with you uh folks again OneStupidFuck.com. Go check it out. Uh, also, we got to give a shout out to our parent network, Heroes Media Group. Go check out all the new shows that are over there, uh, new articles. And if you are a podcaster or an author and you're looking to uh, find a home for your podcast or you're an author that is looking to turn your book into an audio book, reach out. Go to info at HeroesMediaGroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour. <laughs>